Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Blockbuster Bowling. I am your host, Ben, and today I am joined by Sam. Hello! And Stuart. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart, Stuart's dead. <laughs> our first, de- our first death on the podcast. Stuart, are you there? <laughs> oh no! What do we do? What's <laughs> uh, music timing at its best? Sh- Stuart, are you? Um, okay. Well, it's Stuart. I just want to clarify to any people listening: it's Stuart's birthday today, as as the date we are filming. So, if he has died, this has got to be the worst birthday he's ever had. I'm guessing. And the very last. Oh no, I'm bad. Oh, it's, Stuart's it's alive. It's a good birthday. Okay, yeah, I'm cool. alive still. Um, <laughs> right, great start. <laughs> Stuart nearly faked his own death there. Right, so today, do you know, do you want to know what we're talking about, boys? Can you uh, can you have a guess? I sure can, Ben. Would it perhaps have something to do with Star Wars? Yeah, we are delving into a galaxy far, far away, by which I mean the depths of online communication because we cannot meet in person because of COVID-19. So today we are talking about the schmucks of Star Wars. So I've got some ideas for this because originally the plan was we were going to go through each of the... Essentially we're going through the worst characters of the Star Wars series or ones that nobody likes. <laughs> I mean, what has heard of? So you know. Yeah, I can tell we're, we're probably going to be tapping into... Uh, just a cesspool of really badly written characters, but uh, the way I wanted to do this is judge them by their character. So we're not we're not judging them by you know the poor writing to choices. We're judging them by their actual character. So um, we've got we've got a stellar lineup today, boys. <laughs> we've got we've got the ultimate uh, boy slash girl band here. Uh, we've got for anyone who hasn't seen Star Wars, this episode's going to sound like absolute garbage, but. Um, I mean, come on! I mean, I I only know one person that hasn't seen Star Wars, so um, uh, yeah. I mean, bear in mind, all of our characters are from the prequels, so (laughs) we we don't hate the prequels. We I I quite like them, but uh, there are some awful characters in this. So uh, we're going to go through the first one, number one. I'll I'll list them all first, and then we'll go through bit by bit. So the very first one is the uh, is he a separate? Right, he's he's a separatist. Um, counselor, I'd say maybe Newt Gunray. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, that is by name. He was in the Phantom Menace. Uh, he's the guy that shouts at when Qui Gon's cutting through the door <laughs> at the start, and he also shouts "Don't kill me" in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin slices him in half. So, um, truly, yeah, truly, truly emotional character. Um, next one. We have, I'm going to call her by the unofficial title, which is the Jedi Library Woman. Uh, Sam, do you have, Sam has actually, Sam has an encyclopedia from the prequels on him, so he can go through and have a look. What's her name, Sam? Jocasta Nu. Jocasta Nu. I like Jedi Library Woman, so we're going to stick with that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Next up, we have the, mo- the most lethal pod racer in history who wanted to murder a child. <laughs> it's Sebulba! <laughs> um, next up, uh, a Gungan. I believe he's a Gungan. He lives underwater and he does weird stuff with his face. Um, his name is Boss Ness. 
Um, next up, we've got. I think Sam remembers the name for this one as well. It's the the uh, the bounty Django bound Django Fett's bounty hunter girlfriend or whatever her name was. What was her name? Yeah, I've got this one. Zam Wessel. Zam Wessel. And last Zam. but not least, my favourite on this list, the absolute unit of a lad. What a. <laughs> <laughs> Does does does, does Watto have a um, does he have a last name? Uh, I. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So Watto doesn't have a last name apparently, um, which is kind of strange. Because I mean, it... oh, you know, sorry. I mean, if he had if he had parents, I mean, th- they obviously chose to call him Watto. So why wouldn't they give him a, why wouldn't they give him a last name? I mean, the first name's all he needs. Yeah, I mean, it's the name of it's the name of his workshop. You know, it that's all he needed. That's the name of his workshop. I didn't know that. Yeah, his his workshop is just called Watto's Junk Shop. <laughs> wow, now that <laughs> that's that's prime business right there. That, that's. That that's creative story. So written. before we get into tearing Watto piece from piece, we'll uh, we'll start. We'll begin. So we've listed all our characters. We've got Newt Gunray, yep. Jedi Library Woman, uh, Sabulba, uh, Boss Nass, Zam Wessel, and Watto. So we've got Newt Gunray, the big separatist man himself. Stuart, I heard you're an aficionado when it comes to uh, Newt Gunray. Is that true? Oh, I absolutely love Newt Gunray. He's <laughs> on a, he's my favorite character. I, I swear down. It's the emotional it's the emotional uh, performance he gives off. Uh, it's not just that. He's in he's in literal, literally all of it. He's in all three films. He shows up oh. comp- <laughs> like loads in the Clone Wars um TV show and he's just an absolute parasite throughout all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, what does he do? Like, the, the, uh, like so he you... he's um he's the viceroy to the I can't think of what it's called. It's like the uh, trade federation. That's it, right? And they're just like the the money for Count Dooku. That's okay. like that's why they've been brought in. So. Because so. the, the one thing I always when I watch the pre- I mean I still have this now. Whenever I rewatch the prequels, I never understand why he's there. <laughs> he doesn't do anything for the plot. He just runs away all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, li- that's that's literally it. He he's there for the money. So Count Dooku brought him on. Uh, I, it, it, we're never actually told how he meets Count Dooku. We just know that he's involved. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but he puts in he puts in a lot of money towards the uh, droid army, which is the main reason he's there. I see. Cause... I used to... Go on, oh, Sam. Sorry. No, go on. I was about to say, are you suggesting that there's some sort of sugar daddy relationship here, but we can't tell which oh. one is the sugar daddy? Oh, there definitely is. <laughs> I mean, well, if you go if you go if you watch the Clone Wars, like, the amount of times he gets captured and then is also helped escaped by Count Duke. Well, he's helped by Ventress to escape on like multiple occasions. So it's it's definitely a weird sugar daddy. Do you reckon, do you reckon they have like some kind of like civil partnership, but they don't want to reveal it outside of the galaxy? They just keep it quiet. So there's just a love story going on underneath all of these films. 
<laughs> oh, I def I definitely could sense it. I mean, the, the sexual tension between them in Star Wars is just it's unbelievably present. You know, you know that meeting in Attack of the Clones when all those like Trade Federation people are sat down. Maybe if like Dooku like slips his hand underneath the table and starts like feeling <laughs> Newt Gunray's thigh, and he's like, and then Newt Gunray's like, wait until later, count. <laughs> God. Oh no no no! That was definitely that was definitely uh, meeting to say that they were coming out together to the rest of the <laughs> yeah. The Trade Federation just got in the way. Kanduku, <laughs> we cannot keep up this secret forever. <laughs> I mean, the way I'm rank, the way I want to rank these characters is the kind of usefulness that they have to the plot and as a character. And I think this guy comes out generally as just pure weakness. Like this guy well, has no wanna... strengths. <laughs> Would you want? Do you want to know what his main goal is throughout the whole of it? What? Do you know after the in, after the invasion in Phantom Menace, his main goal is to capture Padme because he absolutely hates her because she's the reason the invasion fails. Apparently, even though there was some like ten year old that you know blew up his ship. Yeah. You I mean, know, he see, blames no, Padme. Well. Does he is he responsible for the creation of those really stupid donut ships, like the giant? You know, the, uh, you I know, don't. Yeah, uh, is he, I is think he they're just generic Trade Federation ships. Okay, so he's not responsible for I, that massive design flaw that a ten-year-old child could fly into and just blow up. <laughs> no, I don't think it was said personally, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He he is the stupid kind. Okay, so <laughs> but like everything he does is to get Padme. Which so, is so in terms, which is why he fails. In terms of his so okay, so his goals are to provide money for the separatist army, which he kind of does. He achieved that goal, right? Because they had the droid army. Yeah. Oh, but definitely. Yeah, he, he did good there. He must have been unaware of the fact that the clones were going to replace the droids, well, as stormtroopers in the future. So, in terms of his naivety, he he built the droid army, well, funded it. Um, he's not really good in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, unless we saw him in combat, I mean. But then again, I want to, I want to see that episode. Yeah, I mean, as Stuart said, we saw him in combat, just not for very long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I really cannot find any pros to this char- character. Like, there are, there's no point where I'd be like, yes, I would love to see that scene where Newt Gunray says this. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see Newt Gunray prequel Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely love his death scene in the third episode because he kind of looks at Anakin as if Anakin's about to become the new Count Dooku sugar daddy, and then he just <laughs> plows him down with his lightsaber and he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> you murdered my, you murdered my last sugar daddy. Are you the new one? <laughs> whips out lightsaber. <laughs> what if, what if the last scene that Newt Gunray said to Anakin, he just whispered in his ear, and he's like, "Are you my new father?" <laughs> he, get, he just gets struck down. Oh, it was just a trigger word for him already. <laughs> oh no! Right, oh, okay. Done. okay I'd say I don't know how we're going to grade these characters. I mean, they're all terrible, but the, I'd say Newt yeah. Gunray is pretty awful. I think just his general <laughs> presence and his general aims are just stupid. <laughs> And I, to be honest, I think he contributed yeah. to the fact that the Phantom Menace does suck for the first hour and a half. <laughs> oh, isn't yes. That, isn't that most of the... How long is the Phantom Menace? I don't know, it's like two hours, right? Is it two hours? It's, yeah, it's about two hours. Wait, it feels longer than that, I mean... 
Yeah. Well, I, think... I just love that he's in all three of them, and like no one knows who he is yeah. through his second two. Like he just he shows up as like sup, and then he goes off screen, or in the third one he dies. Just <laughs> that's his only scene in the third one. Maybe... He shows up on Mustafar and gets plowed down. <laughs> what if what if like George Lucas had like a, an arch enemy in the business, and he created Newt Gunray to represent that person? So maybe, oh, he definitely so did. Maybe like there was Reven someone he maybe hated. Maybe in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. when Newt Gunray gets cut down, George Lucas was behind the camera being like, yes, do it. <laughs> the cycle is complete. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe. Do you, uh, here's the final thing. Do you think we'll see him come back in some, in, <laughs> some, in some adaptation? I, uh, I really God, hope, I hope so. not. <laughs> I, want, I want a Newt Gunray book series. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want a whole two thousand page book on just the uh, the anatomy of trade federation deals. <laughs> I mean, to be and fair, sugar in the daddies, Clone Wars, sugar daddies. We can't we can't forget that. No, in the Clone Wars, he had a storyline with Cad Bane, so I want to see like a buddy journey with a just the two journey. of them. Okay, right. So that, that's 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 what I want. We've we've ended the saga of Newt Gunray. We've I'd say it's time to move on because we've we've literally rent. I mean, we've probably done more development for this character than the whole entire prequel series did for him. <laughs> so let's let's move on to the next uh, one. Um, do we have any preferences on who we move on to? Uh. Not particularly. We've okay. got plenty to choose from. Okay, cool. My, my this is my pick. So when when we were deciding these characters on who to who to choose, I thought this was the one that genuinely annoyed me. And I don't know. I have a few reasons why, but it was it was it goes back to my childhood. <laughs> so when I when I was watching Attack of the Clones, there's a scene where Obi Wan is parked down in the Jedi library, you know, reading away, looking for this new clone facility, and he can't find the location. So Obi-Wan's dumbfounded. So he, he calls for the librarian, and she walks over, and he's like, oh, this, this planet doesn't appear on the archive. And then she literally, bear in mind, she's a Jedi too, so she's friends with him, they're meant to they're meant to cooperate. She literally says to him, oh, this doesn't exist, give up. That's essentially what she says to him. What? Like, <laughs> and she says it in such a condescending way. Bearing in mind, Obi-Wan, I think he's a master at that point. Like, what? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's, it's, and, she, and she's like, yes, I think you've been misinformed, Obi-Wan. This planet doesn't exist in the archive. And it's like, fuck off. It's, it's not. It's not, You know what? 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 Why are you here? Why are you here, library woman? What do you do? It's, it's, I mean, like, do you see any books in the archive? Huh? It's, it's all just like holographic I panels. I can, I can sense this seething hatred. She's for this a character. bloody this has fraud. Been for some she's, time. She's an absolute fraud. <laughs> I mean, I really hope she was killed in Order 66. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was. Good. I, I, I mean, and, and given the fact that the thing that annoys me the most, it's not that, because it, at the end of the day, she didn't know the planet was there. But it's the fact that the planet did exist and Obi-Wan travelled to it without her help. So anything, so her advice meant nothing. It was useless. And bear in mind, well, how old is she? Like 90? It's like, come on! You must have gathered some <laughs> amount of knowledge of working in a fucking library for that long. Oh, Ben, like, I'm, I'm about to ruin. I'm about to ruin it. She, she survived. 
She, 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 um, she, she hides, she hides during the purge and she likes, uh, she, uh, records like new, uh, holocons, holocons, um, is she just there so, to, yeah. like, is she just there to humiliate <laughs> the Jedi? So they communicate, they're like, look, I need, to, I need to find this book. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, the book doesn't exist. You know, it's, no, oh. she, she does get cool. She confronts the Grand Inquisitor eventually. Well, isn't that, isn't that like a Jedi killer? Yeah, it's like it's like the Jedi children that they okay, kind of like so what, what force them to be in bed. This this doesn't get covered in the movies, right? No, this is a, a, I'm pretty sure this isn't canon anymore. But I'm pretty sure this is from Legacy. Okay, we can't. So... I don't think. I think for the sake of the video, we can't. I think we've got to. I think focusing on the films would be key. Yeah. Because she doesn't. I mean, God forbid. I really hope she doesn't show up in any other format in Star Wars whatsoever. <laughs> because, uh, like, I don't know why, but it just even when I was watching it as a kid. It made me hate her. I was like, "You're meant to be a Jedi. Like, come on. I mean, like, even nah, like, who's they who? were just co-workers. They weren't friends. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They're a Jedi on screen that didn't even say anything. That are still better than her. I mean, what's it? Is it fucking Yaddle, the female Yoda? I mean, she's on screen for about ten seconds, and I prefer that to some library woman just telling Obi Wan that a planet doesn't exist. Thanks. Like, ah. <laughs> Like, oh, see, Jesus. From when I, like... When I watched the film, I always thought the reason she thought... The reason she said the planet doesn't exist is because she was covering it up. Like, it's just like... It doesn't oh, exist. so she was in on it. Well, see, that's that, always that, what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought as well, because when you watch it, she she openly, like, opens her distaste for Obi-Wan and the fact that he's searching for this planet. So it's like, are you in on it? Are you a Sith? Yeah, <laughs> like what? What is your what is your goal here, library woman? What are you meant to do? <laughs> what do you hope to achieve? Yeah, and she just God, and and Obi Wan's just he so he doesn't even respond. He's just like he just twists his beard and he's like, huh? And it's like, come on, man. It's <laughs> if you ask me, that implies he's been there before and he's just used to it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Obi-Wan's just trying to get like a book out on like how to make a new lightsaber and she's like, oh, you're looking in the wrong place, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and she like bullies at the Jedi to like, maybe if they've got like an overdue like holocron or something and she just starts harassing them. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda, Yoda walks in and she's like, Master Yoda, it's Jew. And he. <laughs> mm, bring it with me next time, I win. <laughs> oh, it's just like, what? I don't get it because I've met better people who work at a library than that woman. <laughs> I mean, I know she she's not real, but. <laughs> It's Are just... you saying she's not an accurate representation? No, it's it's. Uh, it's it, I don't know why, but it's, it's just why is she there? <laughs> Surely they could have like I don't know because Obi Wan. How did how does he find the planet? Does he just fly there? Um, yeah, doesn't that... he go to his friend? The the the, the, the Dexter chef Jex dude. Yeah, De is it Dexter? Yeah, Dexter Jetster. I think it's I think it's Dexter. Yeah. See, yeah, I, it's De do you know I actually thought about including him in this in this episode, but I thought he's too cool. <laughs> he's too, yeah, come on, come, come on. on. He runs a diner. I was gonna say, yeah, if anything, like he just didn't film. get enough love. Yeah. Like, he should have been a bigger character. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, okay, so in summary, I mean, I kind of got a bit angry at Jocasta New, the library woman, and I, I don't want to apologise because I stand by what I said. <laughs> this, this, this woman is absolutely stupid and she plays no part whatsoever. She's the least helpful. 
And I, I just think, you know, what's the point? Um, and I, that's why I think she belongs as a schmuck in this series. <laughs> she's the she's the <laughs> pinnacle schmuck. Um, that's about it. She just, I mean, does she have any more lines? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the only other time she's seen is and she helps Anakin's Padawan in the Clone Wars in one episode. Okay, so okay, so oh, she, she gets knocked out in one of them as well. Oh boy, I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> yeah, she can't. Yeah, she she can't even protect the holocron. She gets knocked out and then impersonated, <laughs> and then they steal the holocron. Like she is the worst at her job. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon she got it through, like, relations? <laughs> so, like, one Jedi was like, yeah, I have this crazy old grandmother that I know. She literally just has a go at people, and they're like, oh, I'll give her a job. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? I just love the idea of her. Seven like, stolen holocrons later. Do you, reckon, do you reckon she has, like, a list? And, like, <laughs> when Order 66 happened, she, like, walked up to Anakin, and she was like, sir, your box, you've got seven books due, and he just literally, like, chops her head off. <laughs> um, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want to see more of her. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see her again. I... <laughs> that's that's my piece. I mean, I, I don't know whether you guys feel as strongly, but it's just like, ugh. Uh, I'm not sure I feel anything towards this character in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't like her, but like you, you are you are coming off with some serious hate there. But, yeah, I, mean, I think it just scarred, it scarred me. It scarred me as a kid. I've got a fear of librarians now. <laughs> every. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, every library woman is actually... She's a good representation of the real word librarian. <laughs> I mean, if we get any other... If we get any librarians listening to this, can you please tune in and give your piece on what you think of this Jedi library woman? <laughs> can you give us, like, a really good ten cents review of, like, what you think of her? Um, so nah, I don't think she's accurate at all. She told no one to be quiet. Yeah, moving on. Um, Alright. We'll... Move <laughs> everyone's favourite child attempted killer, um, Sebulba. Sebulba. So oh, he's I, definitely my favourite character. I only Sebulba's such an odd one because he's just you. Mm. See, he is in it quite a bit because that pod racing scene lasts for quite a while. I mean, does any yeah. does anyone else remember that better than I do? Because I don't remember it that well. The, the, the pod no, racing is like say, really the, central to the film. That's, it, it is, it's, and it's really weird because it, it takes such a big chunk, and he's such oh. a little sh bad like him? villain. He, he's just such a bad villain. Like his alignment is classed as bad slash neutral. Like he's supposed to be neutral, and he tries to kill a child. Well, I mean, I, the, the weird thing is, is that he just kind of was Sabalba ever stated to be neutral? I don't think so. He's just kind of like a. He seems pretty unneutral. I mean, he actively has, like, slaves with him at all time. It's like, I checked the book, yeah. that he, he's consistently always got, like, background slaves. I don't think that makes him neutral. Hey, you, you needed him on Tatooine. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard, pod racing. I mean, what, is it, the thing is, how do you rank pod racing skills? Because, because he's, what was he, the previous champion? Is that right? Yes. It, well, he was the only champion for like a, a good while. I mean, he's not got much competition, has he? I mean, who else competed in that? You had that two-headed dude who just kind of flew into a wall. 
You had that. You had that you green the one guy that didn't who was even just like start. a whole face. Yeah. I mean, then you had the robots. Did, when they, when, didn't they have their own one as well? I think so. I, I, I mean, he just he wanted to kill Anakin because he he attempted to when they were pod racing, right? That's all. That's that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. Well, yeah. He unclipped. Uh, he unclipped like one of the engines, and then he threw a spanner at it. I'm pretty sure, like during the race. <laughs> right. I know. I remember him choking Jar Jar with his feet. That's something that I I just I can't I can't get that out of my head. It's stuck with me now that's, until I die. That's, that's something I always found weird about the race. Just how how the the, yeah. the hands of the legs and the feet of the yeah. It's I don't know. It's weird. Does he eat with his <laughs> Does he eat with his feet or does he eat with his with his hands? How does he hold himself up? I can't oh. remember. Does he hold himself up with his hands or his feet? Yeah, he holds. Uh, himself yeah, up he holds himself hands. up with his hands. So he so oh, that's. Wait, so he lifts his... Does he lift his feet up? Or does he have his feet on the ground as well? No, he keeps his feet oh. up most of the time because he uses them as his hands. God, he must have some really good core strength. Yep, I mean... hold on. I found I found the Bulba page. Right, so... Uh, d- yep, those... Uh, yeah, his arms are just legs. It just says former front limbs adapted into legs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happened to that race for that to happen. Are there any... Like, why did they start <laughs> using their hands? Maybe, maybe when they were like fish, like fish, like they were in fish stage, slowly coming out of the water, and some person just accidentally trod on it and just like misformed Ooh. the whole genome kind of thing, and then it just grew into this massive twisted kind of arm leg hybrid. Uh, that's I mean, why he doesn't speak common tongue. It, yeah. There's no language there. He's just, just making noises. I think I, I don't. The thing, the one that because you, you obviously he is a he's painted as a bad guy, but is he a criminal? Oh, he most uh... definitely is. We don't know this, but he's definitely in something dirty. Well, I mean, if he would have <laughs> murdered Anakin, how do you, how do you comprehend that? So he come, <laughs> so he's racing against a, a what, a ten-year-old boy who's a slave. Everyone's rooting for Anakin. They're racing. Sebulba blows up Anakin. Anakin dies in a fire. So Sebulba's a child killer at that point. When he gets back as the winner, does he get applauded? Does he get a trophy? <laughs> like. How does it Was work? Everyone I, Anakin? I can't remember. He ch- he does try to kill Anakin. That's what I remember. I think. Yeah, he de- he definitely tries to kill him. I don't know. I love reading his uh, I love reading his wiki. It reads like a Tinder bio. He's got <laughs> likes and dislikes, and his likes are cheating, sabotaging, victory racing, and especially taunting Anakin. That's 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 a dedicated like last time. <laughs> and his dislikes is anyone other than him winning the race. That's a wide range. Do you reckon, do you reckon he went he went on like a date with someone from uh, from Tatooine and, and she was like, Oh, what do you want to do? And he's like, Oh, follow me, I've got the best date idea. And he's just stood outside Watto's junk shop hurling abuse at Anakin. <laughs> Like, are we gonna get something to eat? And he's like, "No, this is much better." And he's just like hurling insults, slurs. <laughs> Classic Watto. Uh, I mean, there's not it's much. Just, I think in it's terms of Watto. in terms of crimes, it, it, I suppose so. Attempted child murder isn't. It's not technically murder, but the fact that he, the moral choice to do that, and he does kill off other people yeah. in the pod racing scene, right? 
But wouldn't, wouldn't it count as even if he wasn't trying to kill him actively, it's still kind of like homicide, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's still I'm, a crime. I'm pretty certain. Yeah. So yeah. okay, so we okay, so his purpose his purpose in life is to taunt Anakin. We get that. <laughs> oh, hold on, I've actually just uh, I found his reasoning for why he hates Anakin. Oh, I found it. The canon reason. What's the canon? George reason? Lucas himself. <laughs> Sebulba's anger towards Anakin stems chiefly from fear. <laughs> if the young human were to ever win a race, even by accident, Sebulba would be disgraced. Is that it? That's it. That's... Isn't that just the, isn't that just what any racer feels to an opponent? <laughs> I suppose. What? So his general <laughs> hatred of a ten-year-old child is the fact that this ten-year-old child can beat him. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That's a bit... Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect nothing more, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, if Anakin won, he'd have, he'd have got some sort of, like, sports drink kind of, like, deal, and then he'd just be, like, on steroids all the time, and then he'll beat Sebulba. That's what, that's what he was That's what he was looking towards. Anakin. <laughs> I'm saying that there's an alternate oh. universe where Anakin, like, wins the race, and then just slowly transforms into Sebulba because of the drugs. <laughs> Definitely. How do you how do you think Sebulba got like that? <laughs> Sebulba got an energy drink deal, and it just all went downhill. <laughs> you don't understand. He was human once. <laughs> Maybe that's why his back's so deformed. He's drank so many energy drinks, and he's just he just lives in the pod racer, and it just mangles his back. <laughs> Oh, have you ever seen that picture? It's like this human was made scientifically to like uh, survive car crashes. Oh, it's yeah. like that, except you, this human was made specifically to win pod races. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Sebulba was like the prodigy of all the all the energy drink companies in the galaxy, and then after he lost it, I mean, it, to be fair, would, technically the whole the whole plot of Star Wars would have never happened if Anakin won that sponsorship deal. <laughs> I mean, he was right to fear. Right? He, like he, he must have known about Vader. He, he knew about he knew about steroids, the energy drinks. He knew what was coming. He saw the feet. He tried to save us. <laughs> Sebulba's the real true hero of the Phantom Menace because he tried to kill Anakin. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So in terms of he does play kind of a role in the plot, I'd say more than the previous people we talked about. Yeah, he's a bit more central to the okay. point where he's actually named in the film. He doesn't appear, mm. does he? He doesn't appear. He doesn't appear in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, right? I think he's dead. No, by he that doesn't point. appear after. Did he die? Did he die? Uh, did he die? I know yeah, he's because his pod like... gets trash. And you never see him again after that. I'm, I don't think. I don't, I don't, no, I think he uh, his car gets trashed, but he, I think he like starts like having a go. So I think he's he's, oh, okay. he's, he's like little port lands on the floor and he just starts hurling insults. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did, maybe Anakin went back and killed him. I don't. <laughs> but, uh, spite. So I'd just say he's not he's not the biggest schmuck on this list, but he is a bit. He is a pretty big schmuck. He is by definition. Because at the schmuck. end at the end of the day, there's a ten year old kid. <laughs> like you know, who has a vendetta against a ten-year-old child? <laughs> I mean, how old is Sebulba? <laughs> oh, Sebulba's definitely like forties. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's Sebulba, the book of Sebulba. Um, 
Would you like to see him back in any format? I would. I would like to see a mini series called The Book of Sebulba. Now that you've the pitched Book it, The Book of Sebulba. Maybe it talks about how he it's got just his, his life after yeah. pad racing. Maybe it covers like his childhood heroin. Well. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> lives on the streets after because he lost one race. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's dealing space heroin. His back's even more deformed. <laughs> He somehow looks just like crustier than he was before. What, what would make me laugh? Maybe oh. he like loses control of all of his limbs except like his one leg, <laughs> so he can only crawl with that one leg. <laughs> just completely limp. <laughs> okay, so that's the Bulber, everyone. Um, okay. onto, so this next one, I'd say, is a, a, a significant improvement. I think this person, in my opinion, is probably the least schmuck on this list. It's uh, the Boss Nass from the Phantom Menace, the Gun Gun Leader. <laughs> Now, the reason why I chose I did I chose him simply because he's kind of half schmuck. Yeah. Because there's there's some parts where he actually services the plot. And then there's some parts where he's just being an absolute goof. Like an idiot. Like it, it makes you question why you're watching the film. And the scene in question Maybe that the question I'm why he's in charge. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> Is, is he a valuable leader to the society? It's it's the one thing I'd, um, when I think it's when Obi Wan and Qui Gon first enter the Gungan city underwater, and uh, and I think to be fair, Jar Jar services he sets it up for you to hate the Gungans because <laughs> you meet Gar Jar Jar, oh, you meet Jar Jar first, and you're like, right, I hate this person, and then as you progress through, you start meeting a whole city full of people you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, you can't. Live oh a... no, there's more of them. Yeah, exactly. And Boss Nass, he doesn't look like a Gungan. He's just kind of like a giant frog with like a pointy teepee hat. Um, but he does. I think he gives them a ship, right? So he does. He lets them free off the yeah. planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he gives them transport. I think the one point, the returning point for him, I'd say, is probably towards the end before they go into the big battle, because the gun gun, well, Boss Nass turns yeah. up and he's like, "Oh, you shall have my helper," and it's like, "Okay, cool." He's kind of like this big mafia mob boss of the gun gun city. But um, I mean, the other thing is as well, he does he doesn't he like issue war cry? Because isn't Jar Jar like a criminal? Um, I can't remember why he was banished. I think the whole point of Jar Jar was just that he was kind of just a, a hilarious nuisance. Right. <laughs> so he was just sort of, I don't know, sent away? Okay. And they just had enough of him, so it was like, yeah, please leave. <laughs> I mean, to, You to, don't contribute. To be fair, there was one, there was, oh, who's that? I forgot his name. He, he's like the Gungan captain in Phantom Menace. He's got like a really cool, like, um... Oh, like, I, f I found him. Oh, I captain Ruse. Yeah, His he's name is cool. Captain Tarpoles. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Captain Rutarpole. I mean, he's he's kind of like he has to explain the fact that Jar Jar's a moron on the battlefield, <laughs> and he's 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 cool. I like him, but um, I, Boss Nass. I don't. I'm half and half. I think he's not the biggest schmuck on this list, but he does service the plot. Uh, he does. He does that weird. I face. mean, he's a value character. He shows up because um, he's not—he's not the leader anymore. By the third film, he gets taken over after the Clone Wars, but he does show up in the end at um, Padme's who takes funeral. Over after him? Yeah, who? Uh, I can't remember the name. It's um. Jar Jar. Oh, here it is. It's Boss. It's Boss Lyoni. It ah, takes uh, takes after the Clone Wars. Right. Is there any reason why Boss Nass left the throne? 
I don't know. It just said, I'm a stupid. Maybe they take votes. I'd have no idea. Oh, yeah. It says, Boss Ness's tenure ended prior to the Clone Wars. Okay. So, yeah, it's just his tenure ended. And he was cancelled. He had to abdicate. Lisa hates humans. <laughs> yeah, maybe Bo- yeah, maybe Boss Ness like tweeted a drunk video when he was out out on the town, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I hate those Jedi," and then like he <laughs> just got cancelled. Stealing our jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag right, sorry, hashtag Boss Ness is over party. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the. <laughs> so I can't believe Boss Ness would do this. So, I mean. In t- it, effectively, his his usefulness is within the Phantom Menace film, and it doesn't go after that. So you don't need him after that. <laughs> so I'd say he's half schmuck. I, I I'll probably stand by what I said. I don't I don't I think I mean I love Brian Blessed, and Brian Blessed did a really good job. But we're not talking it's about Bri- Brian. Was that Bre- Brian Blessed? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't know that. So we're not we're not talking about the performance of Brian Blessed. We're talking about the character itself. Why does he do that weird thing with his face? What's the purpose? Of I got it? no idea. Is it like a mating ritual? What is it? <laughs> That's just a thing. He just likes spitting on people. Oh no! Is that his kink? Is that why he got cancelled? <laughs> uh, you so want to be in new Gun Gun film? Let me spit on you <laughs> and I'll let you in. <laughs> it's, it's like the Harvey Weinstein of the Gun Gun City. Uh oh, uh, Boss Nass has accidentally copy pasted his favourite site onto Twitter. Triple <laughs> <laughs> uh, X. No, I'd have to put him. I'd put him the same level as Gunray, Gun considering Gunray like funded half of the yeah. film. They're very similar in a way, aren't they? <laughs> they provide they provide the armies, but they don't really provide any good character development whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sh- should we move on? Because I think we've covered enough of this this schmuck. Oh, right, definitely. next. We're, cu- we're kind of... We're, we're moving towards the final two now. And I, in my opinion, I think they kind of get better right, because right, they're right. so stupid. Um, we'll move on to Zam Wessel. <laughs> now, for the listener, okay. for any any people listening and you don't know who Zam Wessel is, Zam Wessel is the schmuck who attempted to kill Padme at the start of Attack of the Clones. It's, it's, is she a shapeshifter? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, cool. So... Where should Not we start? She's called a Claudate. Okay, so, Sam, you probably like know we... more about this character than I do, so I'll, I'll, you can take the lead on this one. Alright, Sam Wessel is the bounty hunter from the start of the film who tries to kill Padme. Uh, first of all, one thing I'd like to point out is that she's a bounty hunter, hired by a bounty hunter, hired by Count Dooku, who works for Palpatine, meaning there's like four layers of command who could have done it themselves. <laughs> and they're all equally more powerful. <laughs> I was going to say, that's literally the first day on the job, literally everyone passes a shitty job down to you. <laughs> ah, I don't want to do this, Dooku. You do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Palpatine's like having a rest day and he's like laying in bed and he's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> do this Jan- is a mean day. Do you Jango Fett at that point is just completely like, oh, why? And he starts kicking a bin and he's like, oh! <laughs> God. Well, it's, oh. it's like, it's the same as you having an assistant, but your assistant also having an assistant. <laughs> Who also has a secretary. <laughs> Who has an assistant. 
So, so Sam Wessel is kind of. What, what does she do? <laughs> uh, actually, her method for doing it is pretty. I mean, it kind of makes sense. She's got a drone that silently opens a window and puts lethal bugs in. Okay. That's that's kind of effective. You can't trace that back to someone other than the use of bugs, I guess. But is that is that the efficiency of the drone or the assassin? Ah, uh, I. That's that's a good question. Do we see? Uh, I mean, see... I'd put it to both. Do we see any more kind of combat skills used by Zam Wessel? Uh, no, she gets in a car, she drives away, and uh, she she kind of falls out the car, I think, and then Django Fett kills her, and that's the end of her riveting character arc. Right. <laughs> However, like I don't even think she pushes the story forward. No. Actually, she does. Like... Do you want to know how she pushes the story forward? Go on. For no. No other reason than to be killed by Django Fett, so Obi-Wan can pick up the dart he used to kill her and say, hmm, interesting, and trace that back to Coruscant. Her entire character <laughs> exists to be killed by but Django Fett. But I feel Fett. like if Django had just done it himself, like, they could have just yeah. filmed it in a way where Obi-Wan saw him fly off still. Isn't there like, a thing I still where... don't feel like she needed to be there. Yeah, is there a thing where when when she attempted to kill Padme, the only reason why they found out about it wasn't it, it was either because of R2 or Anakin sensed it, is that right? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yes. Anakin sensed it, I think. Okay, so if you take Anakin out of that equation, it she would have succeeded. Yes. Ergo, oh, definitely. Yeah. Ergo, that would have not made her a schmuck, and she wouldn't be on this episode. But I mean, there is the fact that she's a shapeshifter, but there's literally zero like reason for her to be. But the other from thing a story is, reason. surely, if she was going to assassinate someone, you could have like shapeshifted into a Jedi. Yeah, but the thing is, despite being a shapeshifter, according to this, she's got like cyborg chest tubes, which you just kind of think. If your whole skill is that you can look like anyone, why would you get, like, cyborg enhancements? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of a, it's kind of a giveaway. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, it's just like, hmm, did, you, did, uh, did Master Yoda always have a massive, like, chest... Massive, like, chest pipes? <laughs> did Yoda always look like Robocop? <laughs> 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 imagine, imagine just like coming across Yoda, but he's got like massive chest pipes. So he just speaks with a normal voice. Yes, I am Yoda. Yoda, just... I just want to point out how weak she is as well. Like, Attica turns around and goes, "Who hired you?" And she's just like, "It was a bounty hunter called," and that's when she dies. Like, she was gonna give him up straight away. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon... Like, like no loyalty. I mean, you can argue that makes sense. It's just like he's gonna kill me anyway, so. Do you reckon like, the? Uh, do you reckon if she would have shapeshifted into Yoda, but she had the cyborg implants, she would have like walked in, but she didn't know what Yoda sounded like, so she would have been like, "Padme, dead or alive, you are," and then just like kind of takes out a gun from his side pocket. <laughs> well, just think though, look, like think of how small Yoda is. Would the chest pipes also go down to be that small, or is he just gonna just have massive chest pipes as a little dude, just dead? Like you'd notice. <laughs> I mean, I, I think this character's... It, it's kind of like a MacGuffin, isn't it? So it's just... Yeah. She's there for the sake of the plot. So in terms of plot service, she does progress the plot. But the character is... It's not written to the point where she's... She can't... She doesn't do anything. She exists to, <laughs> she exists to enhance the plot, but in spite of the character, 
She yeah. exists to fail to attempt to kill Padme. Which is how they find out about that, and that leads to the whole, you know, Anakin feeding Padme a pear scene, which... Aww. Riveting. Uh, but she also exists to be killed by Jango Fett, so that Obi-Wan can pick up the dart and be like, hmm, interesting, and eventually that leads him to Coruscant. Do you think Jango... Jango Fett obviously sent her on that mission to get murdered. Uh... I think he probably... He probably thought he'd have to kill her eventually. Because I think yeah, there's... No like... loose ends and all that. Yeah. Oh, I don't According I really to this, according to this, Django Fett just like apparently Django Fett values her as a, like a confidant, but that's that, that that's it. There's no further elaboration on relationship. I think. Right. So I, I think she does earn the schmuck status simply because she fails at a job. <laughs> see, oh yeah, like for like her own stupidity, if anything. <laughs> and the other thing is as well. I mean, if she was close to Django Fett as like 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 you said, a confidant, she wouldn't have given him up so easily. <laughs> so it, you the, know, the thing is, at like a base level, you could argue she's kind of cool as an idea, but just much like a lot of things in the prequels, just completely misused as a character. Yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, she earns schmuck status. She's not, she does do, yeah, she's pretty stupid. <laughs> so, moving on to our final, this is our final one, boys. The one everyone's right. been waiting for. The Grandmaster, <laughs> Grandmaster Watto. <laughs> the CEO, himself. CEO of Watto's Junkyard. The most <laughs> famous, the most famous slave trader known I to man. Cannon. Calling so, CEO just alludes to there being like multiple employees where it's just him and a ten-year-old. Whenever I picture CEO Watto, I just imagine him sat behind like a conference meeting in a suit. <laughs> 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 but he's got no pants on, so he's just kind of—it's just like a suit jacket. But he's still got nothing. He's got no trousers on or anything. <laughs> does Watto does Watto wear trousers? I don't think so. Does he, uh, does he wear like I don't pants? think he does. I mean, I, I only remember his face. <laughs> so, how can you? How can? Yeah, you, you're always that face is always going to be with you, no matter that what. Smile, that <laughs> damn smile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, where do we start with him? Should we start with his career? So let's yeah. let, let's start. Let's start. So he owns a junkyard. Yep. So he sells loads of stuff. Clearly, his income's valuable. So you know he he provides them with the ship part for their so they can get out of Tatooine. Um, and that's the, he has his little gonk is it a gonk not a gonk droid what are they called protocol droids is it I don't know what they call um, gonk droid is correct I think no well the the little droids they're just uh, no they're pit droids pit droids that's it so he own, the thing is is what he owns slaves this is what thing I never understood if he's a slave owner why does he own I mean, Anakin, I would say, is useful because as a slave, as a slave child, he can do a lot of stuff, right? So he repairs a lot of yeah. stuff for Watto. He does good I mean, service. Could... Yeah, I mean, and... Anakin has those like magical protagonist abilities where he's just good at. He's like strangely good in an unexplained way at a selective like list yeah. of things. And then his his mom his his mom doesn't really do anything. Like that's good. If I mean, if Watto, I mean. Clearly, Watto isn't that heartless because he would have got. I mean, if I were him, I would have gotten rid of. I would have kept Anakin and replaced Padme's mom with someone more useful, like Sebulba. Padme's mom? <laughs> yeah, Padme's mom. Oh, pa oh uh, Anakin's mom, sorry. 
I um, felt like in a younger day she might have been more useful, and then she had a kid, and he was like, "Yeah, no, if if that, if that dude, if if that dude's a male, I'm I'm gonna have him as a slave." Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you suggesting that Watto is Anakin's father? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all thought it was the Force. Here we discover it's Watto. Watto is the dad. What? Watto is. He is the pinnacle father of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. <laughs> why do you think he was so warm to him when he comes back? That's why Qui-Gon's mind trick doesn't work on him. He's got them. He's got. He's got that Jedi power in him. <laughs> at the end of Rise of Skywalker, when all those voices are speaking to Rey, at the end, Watto should have just been like, hey, "Use the Force, Rey." Hey. <laughs> <He's just> going... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we've uh, this is the best Star Wars theory oh. ever. This is Watto <laughs> is the father. <laughs> we just we we need a Star Wars version of Jeremy Kyle for this. <laughs> just like what yeah, like you a, are a the do- father, Doctor Phil this show. Is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, given by, yeah. I mean, if we're going by that fact, surely Anakin should have a giant, like, penis-looking nose and flying wings. <laughs> no, he he he's one of the lucky half breeds that got like full human. You, you never saw his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that. That alludes, yeah, that alludes to them being more of them. <laughs> it's just like several different Anakins, and they've all got like eyes missing. They've got like multiple deformed limbs. Rumor has it George Lucas keeps all of the concept art for what, these. What if, what if, like in the garage of Watto's junkyard, there's just an Anakin who's like half Watto, half human, and he's just like, eh, now this is pod racing, and he's just like drooling from the mouth, and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in terms of service to the plot, you do need him there because he gives them yeah. shit part. Um, he also, what does he do? He trades over Anakin to Qui-Gon, which sets off the whole thing. I was going to say, he's the original owner of Anakin. Yeah. So, and then in Attack of the Clones, he sells off Shmi, Anakin's mom. Um, yep. And then he doesn't do anything else after that, correct? Nope, that's it. Well, I mean, he does point, he does point Anakin in the direction of where she is. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's it. That's I it. Okay, I don't think. So I don't think he turns up again. We can argue he's useful. He he's useful to the plot, but his actual character is just like. I mean, he, he, uh, Watto's in everyone. He stays with you. You don't forget. <laughs> a little piece it. of Watto stays with you all. <laughs> I mean, the Jedi Library woman. Everyone forgets about. So Watto is kind of opposite of that because everyone remembers Watto, don't they? I mean, if, even if you don't remember his name, you're like, oh yeah, look at that dude. You know, everyone recognizes him. It's famous. He always, then, oh, he had that like weirdly like beard as well. Like it wasn't fully yeah. grown, but I don't think he could have actually one, grown a beard. It was just thing, really scruffy. The one thing I always used to enjoy, there's actually, they give Watto a bit of character change in terms of his design because in Attack of the Clones, he's wearing like a, he's wearing like a World War One hat. What? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> so in Phantom Menace, he starts bald, so he doesn't he doesn't wear anything on his head. But in Attack of the Clones, he actually has like a, a dome-shaped World War One helmet that he wears. 
That's like, character development the right there. They kind of turn him into like a Clint Eastwood type, where he's just kind of like he's sat under a tarp, like looking menacing. And then when when like Anakin's like goat comes back and he speaks to him, he's he, he kind of reinvigorates him. But he's just he's what I always big, loved is he wears it as slanted well. as well. Yeah, <laughs> Watto is like the Tatooine gunslinger. That's, that's what his job is. Between films, there was some, there was something that went down. Some sort of war, some sort of battle. I don't know. If there's any mini series that we need, it's that mini series. Maybe maybe <laughs> like maybe the sons like the deformed sons of uh, of Watto like rose up with the force. Maybe the, yeah. Maybe they all like maybe Watto had to kill them all because they like rose up and made like a union. Father, why does Annie get to leave and not us? <laughs> Do you not love us? Maybe one of them becomes like a political leader. <laughs> it's just a little Watto Anakin hybrid union, and they're all just like, Rise up! <laughs> Kill Father! <laughs> Okay. So, what, what, uh, this is just a storyline. One of them goes to the huts. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Okay. What, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What if? What if? That's where Bib Fortuna came from. Maybe Bib Fortuna. Right hand man. Right. I think he's got a specific species, though, right? Ah. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Know. If you look really closely on Jabba's sail barge in Return of the Jedi, you can see a Watto Anakin hybrid in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so we'll start to wrap this up. In terms of, yep. we'll we'll do like a schmuck ranking. So, <laughs> so I think ranking. who belongs at the bottom. So who who's kind of like small schmuck, a bit of schmuckery in there. I'd say. Oh, definitely Jocasta. Who? Jocasta's at the bottom of my list. Oh, the library. The no, uh, librarian. So you're set. We've got number one schmuck. And then we've got least least schmuck. Oh, oh, so she, yeah. oh, so she's at the top. Okay. My pick top for least bolt, schmuck is probably Boss Nass. Yeah. Le- nice yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. He's kind so, of like a semi schmuck. Yeah. So Boss Nass earns the title of semi schmuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, above that, I'm gonna go with uh, Sabulba. Yeah. Again, kind of story emphasis. But he does uh, try to kill a child, so Then, yeah. above that, I'm going to go with Zam Wessel. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Are we all... Okay, cool. We're agreed on that. And now now we're yeah. in the big three. This is like... Okay. If, if, this is like the Avengers level team of schmucks. We've got... <laughs> so we've got the Jedi <laughs> Library Woman, <laughs> Newt Gunray, and Watto. <laughs> I feel um, like it'd have to be Newt Gunray, team. Watto. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay, so Stuart, do you want to go first? Who who win? Who who's in your top three? Who, how do you rank them? The the librarian wins for me. She's definitely at the top, and I have to, probably have to go like Watto, and then maybe Gunray, okay. just because Gunray was like the the money source for the droids. Okay, Sam, what's your, what's your uh, what's your choice? I'm not gonna lie. I would actually argue that Newt Gunray on like. There's something about his character that exudes like sheer schmuckery. He's, I, I feel like he's, he's on top. Okay. Just personally, because the thing is with the Jedi Library woman is, yeah, she's she's got that high tier schmuckery, but I feel like you gun rate like transcends into a new level just on like everything <laughs> from voice to personality. 
There's okay. just something about him. So that new, new Gunray wins number energy. one. Yes, For I you. think so anyway. Okay. So, effectively, I could turn the tides here and give Jedi Library Woman the number one schmuck award. <laughs> no, but considering the fact she's an old woman, it would make me feel bad. But this is Star Wars isn't real, so I'm going to give the biggest schmuck award <laughs> to the stupid Jedi Library woman. <laughs> give it up, everyone! The Jedi Library woman, the biggest schmuck in Star Wars, the biggest loser. <laughs> I'd probably give Watto second, and given the fact that we've just created this whole like arc of Watto whole, being Anakin's father, it, yeah, <laughs> and then Newt Gunray third. But I've got to give it to the Jedi Library woman. So we'll. Because uh, if you think about it, we couldn't even come up with a funny story for her. We no. Just... So overall, um, on the schmucks of Star Wars, the Jedi Library woman has actually won the Schmuck of Star Wars award for 2021. Uh, give her a round of applause, everyone. That was that was a great performance by her. I mean, we'll, maybe the actress is dead because I mean, we I could get oh. in contact and we could see maybe if she'd give us a quote. <laughs> opening a, imagine uh, opening an email and being like, "Congratulations for a Ouija board." Yeah, you've That's won the biggest schmuck award. <laughs> well done, <laughs> sir. She is dead. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's well deserved. Um, we'll start to wrap this up now. So we've gone through, we've had yep. some, we've had some feisty competitors today, boys. That's been, that's been. Oh, tough. we have. Um, I'd say we'll be back for, we'll be back for the second season of Schmucks of Star Wars because we need to do this again and rank the other characters. So there'll be more. Wait, there are so many characters in Star Wars that you can't just leave it at these um, guys. Come if on. you would like to make a suggestion for the next Schmuck of Star Wars award. Uh, please send it in. You can send it in at electricraptoruk at gmail.com or you can message us on Electric Raptor Broadcasting, uh, Instagram, Facebook and whatnot. Or comment on the YouTube video. Um, we shall be back in some format. Uh, me, Myself and Stuart will be doing a uh, Sunday Spares No, episode. not when we'll return, but we shall. Uh, yeah, we shall return. We hope you've enjoyed. And um, yeah, we hope you have a good day. Thank you yeah, for listening to... Fun the schmucks of star wars blockbuster bowling episode do you want to say do you want to say your piece guys all right it, it's yeah. it's been a wild ride we've we found out some things you gunray yeah. was uh, count dooku's sugar daddy or vice versa we still don't know <laughs> uh anakin has a, a whole cast of horrible deformed like brethren this we've delved into the deep we've delved into the lore that I think George Lucas himself was afraid to delve into. Yep, George Lucas, we've, we've you are welcome. Justice today. Yeah. So I just I want to point out before we leave that I am copywriting every conspiracy theory story we've done today. <laughs> You're taking it to court. <laughs> they get it. They, 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 I'm I'm gonna make them into miniseries. They deserve to be shown to the world. But I don't want Disney getting their hands on that. <laughs> right. Cool. Thank you everyone for to listening. Expose the truth. We shall uh, we shall see you soon. Goodbye. Farewell. Bye.